0: This is episode number 63 of the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast, and this is your host, Diogène Tirandekura. Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogène Tirandekoura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes, and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving, B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. This episode today, I will be talking about the fourth part of the Consulting Fundamentals series. I started this series on the episode number 50, and I uh, continued with uh, number 51 and number 52, in which there are the, the first three episodes about consulting fundamentals. What those episodes were talking about first was on the episode number 50, it was just mentioning what is a consultant. The second one was um, talking about on what can you provide consulting services? And number three uh, was about what does trigger a consulting project for a business? And today, the topic of the, the series is how to start on a project as a consultant. So... If it is the first time that you listen to the episode, Consulting Lifestyle Podcast is really about, uh, when I was explaining the series, is all the things you need to be able to start or go further as a consultant. And most, most of the episodes are about interviews. So uh, I have guests that share their stories. They have usually built their businesses or run their career in an unconventional way. And I think what is good with consulting lifestyle is that you can realize that consulting is not monolithic. There is not one way of doing B2B consulting. There are as many ways of doing it as there are consultants. So um, I really encourage you to uh, dig deep <laughs> or dig into the, the wealth of knowledge that has already been shared because this is episode 63, but that means that there are already 62 episodes uh, available on all platforms. So basically we are on Apple Podcast, we are on Google Podcast, we are on uh, on Overcast, uh, on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, etc. So, uh, or you can also find us uh, on our website, ConsultingLifestyle.fm. And if you like it, a review is always, always, always appreciated. That would mean the world to us. So now let's start with the episode. As I said, the episode is focused on explaining what you need to pay attention to when you start a consulting project for you as a consultant. And it doesn't matter if you're an independent consultant or if you're an employee of a consulting company and you start on a project. So in my opinion, you have to first understand three aspects if you want to start the right way on a project. The, the first three aspects are the client. The project itself, and the problem that has to be solved, or the solution that has to be offered, that would be the third point. And when I say the client, it's a little bit like when you have to start a uh, a recruitment interview. You are looking for a job, and um, you would read the website of the client. Maybe you would read today. You may you might read the LinkedIn profiles of the people that you will have the interview with. It's a little bit the same. You want to know what is the company you will be working with, which industry they are. Uh, does the company exist more than uh, 10 years, more than uh, 40 years? Did the owners have just changed? Did the VP of sales or the VP of uh, uh, chief of operations or the CIO, the chief innovation officer, did they just change? So you understand uh, in which context the client is and in which context then uh, your project will be. So would you be with uh, new leaders or with a company that has a, a very long legacy with people that are there since decades and then uh, you know that... Uh, it can come with different types of challenges in terms of uh, change management and uh, in terms of also of uh, process documentation, etc. cetera. So the client, you really need to understand your client to study your client before you uh, start on the, on the project. Then that will be definitely part of um, studying the client is studying the project. Why is there a project? What is the objective, the ultimate objective of the project? What will be the project team? I haven't had that chance on every project, but that's very good if you have a a clear project structure with a clear project team and uh, some project roles as well that have been assigned and you understand and a clear goal of the project. So if you have all of that, I think it's also very, very valuable information because you will quickly be able to connect the people and the roles together. And um, you will uh, also understand better what will be your role in that whole project picture. And also, you uh, you have to know what is the situation of the project, so the advancement of the project. So I would prefer if you can start at the start of the project. So you, you kind of start together. You start together to build the relationships. You start together to have that project dynamic. But if you arrive and the project has already started since a while, or you arrive and it's almost the end of the project, it's a totally different situation. If you arrive later, maybe the people that have written the documentation, the people that have designed the solution are not there anymore. And I'm talking in case of projects that I have had um, ARP implementation or SAP implementations that can last for more than a year or more than two years before you go live. So uh, the people that have uh, designed the solution might not be there anymore or some part of the knowledge uh, might be gone. So that would be one context. But when you you arrive at the start of the project, this is what is better because you are there when there has been the very first brainstorming, the very first business decisions have been made and you were there and you heard and you knew uh, what was the decision-making process for going in a certain direction in the project. So it's better to be at the start of the project, but it's not a disaster to arrive later. But when you arrive later, you have more things to take into account because you, you are very dependent on the on documentation, on the, what has been decided, on what has been built, and why it has been decided or built in that way so that you can follow up and you know that when you provide suggestions for improvement or are just totally new suggestions, you know that you're in the right context to make those. Another aspect, the third aspect is the, it's twofold, is the solution that is offered. When I say that, maybe I'm very uh, information technology oriented or uh, process management oriented, or the problem that has to be solved. So usually you you, uh, talk about project in a positive manner, you you want to offer a solution, but uh, yes, you're actually solving, uh, you're actually solving a problem. Now, for that, if you know that your project is, okay, it will be the implementation of Salesforce, it will be the implementation of uh, SAP, it will be a HubSpot, it would be a Pipedrive, etc. You know that uh, the expertise that is expected from you would be in the knowledge of the solution. So you would have a lot of questions about from the business about uh, what they can do with that technology solution and they expect you to be able to answer. Maybe not right away, but to answer pretty quickly if you need to make some research. This is why you're a consultant. Is because even if you don't have the answer directly, you would make the research, you will make the test, and uh, you will be able to provide an accurate answer quicker than, uh, than what uh, a regular person would do. Also, you have to study. If the project is more the goal of the project or to solve a problem, to eliminate a problem, you have to study as well on that problem and show your uh, expertise or build your expertise on the problem. I think that will be very, very, very important. And that is also where the added value of the consultant is expected. So uh, that's very important. Understand what problem you want to solve or understand which solution uh, need to be offered. And I'm talking in singular, but it could be in plural. There could be many solutions that have to be offered or many problems that have to be, uh, that have to be solved. So take that into account. And when you have those three aspects well covered and well studied, as you start on the project or just before you start on the project, you are on the right path. You're really on the right path. But always keep those three things in mind. Then there, there are other things that, that I think are, are, are important, but let's say that they are more practical. One, one is the equipment that you need. Will you work with your own laptop or does the client provide you with their laptop? And then the question of access comes to mind. You know that now we are in the pandemic and most projects are being done remotely. Even the projects that traditionally were done directly at client office, they are done remotely. So how would you access the systems of, the, of your clients remotely? So if you have your own laptop, you, you might have to use a VPN, or so a virtual private network. You might have to use a uh, kind of... A, token is like a, a very tiny device which enable you to uh, securely access the intranet of a company and uh, it has a uh, password and uh, that password changes uh, about every minute so um, equipment and access could be important so you make sure of course that you have proper equipment at home and proper electricity of course and also the programs that you would need to collaborate. So that that's where it's easier to have the laptop of your clients, because if it is your own laptop, you have to make sure that you can download the programs that you would be required to have to be able to collaborate with your project team. Also, needless to say, you don't have to do it only at the start, but you have to do it at all times on the project. But it's very important at the start is you have to become a sponge, a sponge for knowledge. So get as much acquire as much knowledge as possible and as fast as possible it's even more important at the start because you will be one of the pers- first persons to be initiated to that piece of knowledge that piece of content that will be very very important also look at the project rules when i'm talking when i say rules i'm talking about uh how we will live together as a project teammate so um What are the schedules that you need to respect? What are the meeting rules that you need to uh, comply with? The timesheets, when, to whom, and where do you need to uh, put your timesheets? And how uh, are expenses approved? Are there any type of expenses that are approved as well? So all those rules should be provided to you by the PMO of your project. When I say PMO, I'm I'm using an acronym. It's a project management office. So it's usually the team uh, surrounding the The project manager, there are uh, people such as uh, what is called a project control officer, PCO, that can provide that type of information. But that is important to have those project ground rules. Another aspect that is important that's part of the ground rules is the confidentiality. So uh, most even more when you work remotely uh, and even more if you work with uh, your own laptop, you have to respect confidentiality about the information of your client, the information on your uh, on your deliverables, maybe confidentiality about the project itself, maybe uh, uh, for uh, any reasons the white public, the wider public should not know that, that this organization is doing a project. So uh, that is um, that is very important as well. And you have to inquire about that if you don't receive any information. You don't want to have make an unintentional mistake. So make sure that you respect as well uh, confidentiality. Then the last thing, maybe last but not least, you can check if there are roles in the project that are not filled, but you know that those roles will be needed. So this is more from a career management perspective. For example, if you are uh, there is a supply chain project and uh, you are called upon to be a procurement consultant, but you have always wanted to be more on the inventory side, you want to be the one that will be talking about uh, first-in, first-out, last-in, first-out, lean inventory management, etc. You want to be the one that is talking about this. So what strategy can you use to be able to uh, do that? What you should be looking at is whether or not the the inventory management expertise is there or the inventory management person working on it is performing well or that person needs support or if that person will be leaving the project soon etc so you 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 have to look at if there are roles that you absolutely want to have on the project and you don't have them at the time have a plan have a plan maybe start to uh, start to network a bit more with the people that have that expertise on the project and maybe by uh, hanging out a little bit with them they will like to uh, work with you on the on the team or maybe you see that on top of your own work, you have to make sure that, that you deliver well on your own work. But if you see that uh, they are overworked, they have a lot of things to do, maybe you can just suggest, hey, guys, guys or girls, uh, maybe I can help you. I can do, uh, I can uh, help you maybe with some of your uh, Excel spreadsheet or I can help you in uh, collecting information from the client, etc. And from there, uh, slowly but surely, you can integrate the team that you want to integrate or you can get the role that you want to have. Or sometimes there are also roles that are just not fulfilled at all and there is nobody. And uh, maybe there is a a free spot for you to take and that's where you need to be uh, uh, maybe a bit bold and say, uh, I'm interested into going into this role. I'm interested into uh, growing this um, type of skills. This is something that you can do. There was a project for me in, uh, it was five years ago in 2015, in which I was supposed to be uh, be more of a, uh, consultant on the plant maintenance uh, module. So uh, it's all about maintenance and repair. But then that module was out of the scope of the project. And then I uh, all of a sudden, I became someone who was coordinating data conversion and cutover. It was a completely different type of role, but I liked it. (laughs) So uh, it's possible for you to see your role evolve as you're working on a project. But I think that's the, the fundamentals on how to start on a project. So always keep in mind those three aspects the client on one side your knowledge of the client your knowledge of the project team the situation of the of the project meaning are you at the start uh, or the project is the project already well advanced what are the project rules uh, what about confidentiality of the information on the project etc and then also the reason why they call a consultant is, is to solve problems or to offer solutions or a combination of both so you will have to study The solution offered, uh, the problem to solve, and uh, then your role into uh, offering the solution or to solve the problem. This was, in a nutshell, what I think you need to do on how you start on a consulting project. In the next part of the Consulting Fundamental Series, I will be talking about how to end a project, how to end your assignment on a consulting project. So, hopefully, it has been helpful. If you have found it helpful, I'm looking forward to uh, hear your feedback. You can send your feedback directly on um, the website, consultinglifestyle.fm, or you can uh, write to me a, a direct message on LinkedIn, Diogen Théran de Coura. I will not spell it here. I, I guess you can see it on the, <laughs> on the the episode. You can see my name on the, uh, on the episode or on whichever platform you're listening to. And that would be great so that uh, I can interact as well with the audience i do receive some messages uh some messages are very nice i really i really like it it pushed me to go further but i'm always looking forward to get more feedback so uh, thank you very much and we talk again together next week bye-bye thank you for listening to the consulting lifestyle podcast Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogenes Tirandecourt.